Super Talk Mississippi media production. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me after the draft has been complete. A bunch of UDFAs have been signed as well, so we're going to recap it quickly here with you on this Saturday night. Where did the Ole Miss players go? What kind of fit do I think it is? Also, again, UDFAs are, are still coming in. For example, Katie Hill's deal just uh, came across. So, a uh, good bit of a uh, good bit of draft stuff here tonight on this Saturday night. Uh, the baseball team has split their first two games with Georgia. We'll talk about that series in totality tomorrow. But based on at least my limited interaction with uh, with Ole Miss fans over the weekend, uh, the draft is more interesting to you than uh, baseball. But we'll talk about that because, uh, of course, we will. Uh, when that series is over. Uh, But first, before we get into all of it, I want to remind you, number one, that if you're listening to this in browser, I appreciate you checking out the website, but I would encourage you to pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, leave a rating and a review after you subscribe or like or whatever it is on your favorite podcast platform. Also, follow me on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. So the first Rebel off the board in the draft uh, surprising to nobody is Jonathan Mingo. He went 39 to Carolina, uh, so early, early second round, uh, which is about where most people expected him to go. Uh, he was drafted more so on potential than college production, uh, but uh, with the Panthers, uh, new coaching staff, new regime there, new quarterback. As you guys know, Bryce Young went number one overall, and now he's got Jonathan Mingo to throw to. And there's a chance for Mingo now. He's not going to be expected to step right away and like be an instant starter or anything like that. The Panthers actually have a, a nice little uh, group of starting receivers anyway with Thielen and Shark and Terrace Marshall. Uh, but Mingo's got a chance to play, and he's got a chance to play right away. You don't draft early second-round players for them to sit the bench very often. That's not exactly how that works. Um Generally speaking, as you guys probably know already, first-round picks are guys that you expect to play right away, except for quarterback. That gets a little weird sometimes, but uh, first-round picks need to be guys that play immediately. Second, I mean, start immediately. If they don't, you got to wonder what you drafted. Second, third-round picks are usually guys that you expect to come in and play right away to, to some degree, and then as it gets later, uh, the less you expect out of them. So the Panthers clearly expect Mingo to have some kind of an impact on that team. You know, there, there's a couple of frontline starters that are pretty good there, but the the depth chart leaves a lot to be desired if you're a Panthers fan anyway. But uh, good for, for Mingo uh, has a real chance to play. I'm not going to like seeing him uh, in a different uniform twice a year opposite my Saints, but uh, that's another Ole Miss wide receiver in the second round. Uh, I mean, it, you guys know the stories by now. I don't need to rehash this kind of stuff with you. Uh, but DK and AJ and Elijah Moore, uh, all in the second round, and and here comes Mingo. And you, you hope, and obviously you hope, but you think he's got the ability to become impactful in a similar way, anyway, that those two have. I don't know yet. I mean, I knew, at least I think I knew, and all of you probably expected AJ and DK to have those mega contracts and uh, be – frontline receivers in the league. I don't know if Mingo's shown enough yet to believe that that's his path, but physically he's got the ability, and the Panthers clearly think that he uh, he has got that ability taking him in the early second round. So happy for Mingo. 
yet another Ole Miss wide receiver, uh, yet another one getting picked in the second round. Uh, WRU is a thing that Ole Miss is getting close to to having a claim on, which is uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, the next draft pick, Tavius Robinson, uh, was picked by the Ravens in the fourth round. That's a great spot for him for, for so many reasons. Culturally, a really good coaching. It's going to be a really good team. Uh, he got a lot of praise on the, the broadcast uh, about just uh, one thing that the NFL loves, by the way, which I, I've learned uh, this week. And I mean, they, they love guys that force turnovers, of course, but especially on the defensive line, if you don't force fumbles, that, that that's a knock against people, as I've learned this week. Apparently, that's a data point that they look at is, are you making tackles, but are you forcing turnovers on the defensive line? They don't just like guys that have a high volume of tackles. They want guys that are, are stripping the football, and that is apparently uh, something that they really like about Tavius Robinson is he causes some havoc on the defensive line with turnovers. Um, you know, can improve as a pass rusher, but he hasn't played a whole lot of football, and he only – you know, he only played real American, high-level American football for a, a short time and blossomed into a really solid player by the end of his Ole Miss career. He's a really fun story, you know, having to, to move to the States from Canada and, again, very limited action. He's a really cool story. Uh, seems like a, a bright and engaging young man, and he got picked in a really good cultural spot uh, for him. He's raw. There's a lot of growth there. Not anywhere close to a finished product, but that is um, that, that's a really good spot for him. He's a really fun story, really cool story, and uh, looking forward to seeing what happens uh, there in uh, in Baltimore. I like him a lot. I thought he was really, really solid for Ole Miss. He's a guy that uh, when you're talking about this season upcoming and previewing this season, not a lot of people are going to talk about the absence of Tavius Robinson, and I think that will be a mistake. He, he's, it's a big loss for Ole Miss. Really solid player, and he's going to a really solid place and, and will represent, definitely will uh, will represent you well. Uh, the third Rebel that was picked, Zach Evans. Not surprised that he was selected. I am a bit surprised that he fell to the sixth round, and the Rams got great value in getting Zach Evans in the sixth round. You know, injury concerns, especially at that position, I assume, is part of the reason why he fell all the way down to the sixth round. You know, he does have some personal stuff in his past as well that maybe was a check in the negative column, but um, handled himself really well at Ole Miss, still battled through some injuries. But to get a talent like Zach Evans with his ability and his versatility all the way down in the sixth round is really good drafting uh, for the the Rams. And um, I'm happy for him, of course. And there's another chance uh, for somebody to to make the roster and play. I mean, it wasn't a good team last year. Uh, they, they've got Cam Akers, and and he sh- he should be fully healthy. Uh, otherwise, they have Kyron Williams, who you know I had to look up because I didn't know who he was, and they they got him last year. He only ran for 139 yards last year. Uh, there there's a chance here for for Zach Evans to play. Uh, early in Los Angeles, despite being a sixth-round pick. And as we mentioned before, the the later you go in the draft, all the way down to UDFAs, the less they expect from you right away. But here's an opportunity uh, to go to a place that is lacking in running back depth uh, for him to play right away. He's just got to stay healthy. He's just got to find a way 
to to stay healthy. It's uh, that that's the only thing. At least I think that's the only thing holding him back. Um, toughness, physicality. He proved that last year. Uh, but that's a that's a nice spot for uh, for him uh, going uh, going to Los Angeles. The fourth and final draftee from Ole Miss was Nick Broker. He got picked in the seventh round by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, saw some of the reaction to that was, you know, he's a road grader in the run game. He's got that that edge, that nastiness that you guys know uh, all about. Um, a, a very very low risk pick for for Buffalo. Seventh round picks are. You know, not exactly highly. Um, they, they don't have a whole lot of expectation for people like that. But uh, you know, likely to end up on the practice squad if I had to guess, uh, which is a fine place to be. You're an injury uh, away from, you know, playing in the NFL. There's a lot of money to be made on the practice squad. He's got some development still to do. That's a good place. Uh, also, speaking of good cultures. Um, there's a good culture in Baltimore. There's a really good culture uh, in Buffalo uh, as well. So culturally, that's good. Their their makeup, their mindset fits his makeup and his mindset. So uh, that, that's a nice fit. But um, you, you hope he makes the practice squad, finds a way to develop into a better pass blocker. Um, seems like a good dude. Represented Ole Miss well. Played really pissed off, which was fun to watch if you ever watched the offensive line. And uh, yeah, there, there, there they are. The four Ole Miss players: Mingo, Robinson, Evans, and Broker, all selected in the draft. We'll get to the UDFA's, at least the ones that have been signed so far. But first, I want to remind you: the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you or your business are located anywhere in Mississippi and you're in the market for office technology, so anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security to IT projects, phone systems, uh, whatever the case is. If it's tech, if it's in the office, and you or your business needs it, check them out. Again, absms.com is the website, Advantage Business Systems. And if you tell them I sent you, you get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, they'll find a solution for you on me at absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Party One Bank. Let them make you their priority. 16 locations across the state of Mississippi, conveniently located for you of course, they have online banking, but it's a one-stop shop. You don't need multiple apps to execute everything you need from an online banking perspective. All you need is an internet connection, and uh, Priority One Bank can do everything for you. They also have local loan servicing and decision-making, so you can talk to somebody face-to-face instead of on Zoom who will make the decision on your loan and service your loan if you need one. Priority One Bank, let them make you their priority. All right, a handful of UDFAs. I'll start with the one that I think has the best chance at um, not only making a team, but possibly having an impact. Malik Heath. I'm a little surprised he didn't get selected. Big-bodied wide receiver, uh, a willing blocker like him not getting picked in what was a a wide receiver class that lacked some size surprised me a little bit. Um, You know, maybe there's – I don't know. I don't know why he fell. I'm not going to speculate any further, but I do know that uh, the the Packers picking him up on a priority free agent is what it's being described as. Um, he's got a chance to to make a practice squad and ultimately play uh, for them. If you look at the depth chart at wide receiver for the Packers, it is an embarrassment. I mean, it is horrible. <laughs> it's absolutely awful for an NFL team. Might be the worst wide receiver room in all of football. So. 
he's got a chance, uh, even though he, he's a UDFA and, and there, there's always an uphill climb uh, with those. When you look at his ability and how he produced in the best league in college football and how he is a willing blocker and he's willing to get physical and play through injury, which is what he did last year, uh, that is an ideal spot uh, for Malik Heath, I think. That is the best chance for uh, for Malik Heath to, to make a roster, or at least a practice squad, is going to Green Bay because uh, their wide receiver room is an absolute disaster. So good for Malik Heath. Hope he makes it. Uh, the, the portal move to Ole Miss was really good for him. He was a really, really fine player. Fine and, and I mean complimentary, like a fine player. A uh, really fine player at Ole Miss, and uh, he's got a chance to make it. Other Ole Miss players is UDFA's uh, A.J. Finley, who seems like a quality, uh, quality dude. Uh, UDFA deal with the Chargers. Uh, he tested well. Uh, maybe there's a chance that he gets a practice squad uh, situation there as well. So he's off to the Chargers, uh, another person that represented the school really well. Mason Brooks, despite his – very, very limited playing time, uh, despite being a high-profile transfer anyway. Uh, signed with Washington as a UDFA. Otis Reese, who uh, dealt with NCAA garbage when he was at Ole Miss. When he finally got to play, he played well and uh, and really helped Ole Miss in the, uh, the new coaching staff, as you guys know is off to the Titans as a UDFA. Troy Brown, who, uh, speaking of playing hurt, um, showed toughness like like some guys are unable to show, uh, dealing with what he dealt with and still playing. Uh, he's off uh, to, to Giants camp. And uh, KD Hill, your uh, Chucky Mullins award winner, uh, also seems like a quality, quality dude. Is also off to New York, but uh, to the Jets. So, to my count, what is that? One, two, three, four, five Ole Miss players so far as uh, as UDFA's uh, on top of the four that got drafted. Uh, and for what it's worth, so the four Ole Miss players that got drafted, uh, here's the list of schools that had more uh, than that. Auburn, if you can believe it, that dis- disaster had five, as did Maryland, Oklahoma, Purdue, South Carolina, Stanford, Tennessee, and Texas. Uh, these teams had six, Clemson, Florida, LSU, Ohio State, Oregon, Penn State, and Pittsburgh. TCU had eight, Michigan, nine, Alabama, and Georgia had 10. And this was a light class, at least I think it was, uh, for uh, for Ole Miss. So there you go. There's your, your quick draft recap anyway. The weekend was slightly uneventful, but I, I do think Ole Miss is a ton returning, at least offensively, on this year's team that could ultimately become high-level draft picks. And, you know... Judkin still has two more years before he's gone, but seeing two running backs go as early as they did in the first tells you that a guy like him has a chance to be a first-round guy. I think he's better, frankly. I, and you guys would agree with this. He He's better than Gibbs, and he had identical numbers to Robinson in a more difficult league. So there's a chance here in a couple of years, knock on wood, he stays healthy, that um, that big things are coming. Big things are coming for um, for Judkins, if this maintains anyway. So there's your draft recap. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk baseball uh, also on Sunday, today. Well, tomorrow. I'm publishing this in the morning. We'll talk baseball on Sunday. I'll see- A Super Talk Mississippi media production.